0: Welcome, everybody, to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Umesh Ripad. He's a Pure Red CTO, and he's also been Chief Digital Officer at IKEA USA and also VP of Digital at Overstock.com. And I also see that you've been featured in CNN and Forbes. How are you doing today, Umesh? I'm doing very well. Uh, Thank you, Carlos, and thanks for having me here. No, it's a pleasure, pleasure. So tell me a little bit more. How was your experience with CNN and Forrest before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty, you know? How was that?
1: (laughs) Um, Amazing. I think think, uh, CNN is such a different brand and such a lovely brand. And uh, for somebody who's been outside uh, of this country and also for somebody who's been in the country, uh, it is a news source that... Uh, you always trust and you enjoy the editorial, being in the office, being with the editorial team and truly curating and and working with the minds um, within the CNN organization is definitely a dream come true. And I was lucky enough to actually work uh, during and post the uh, 2016 election. So uh,
0: oh, wow. super,
1: super, super exciting, something that I'll take always with me.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. So, t- tell me a little bit about the journey. How, how did you transition from that, right, to telecommunications and all that good stuff, into into retail, right? <laughs> uh,
1: how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> so, again, so in 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 all simplicity, um, my career I've, I've sort of taken it to a, a, along the path of digital disrupted industries and being in the customer focused areas. So um, I started off, again, um, I'm fortunate to say this, that I started off as a product manager in New Zealand uh, for a print media organization. If we can all sort of drop back our memory down to uh, 2006 and 2007, that's when the digitization really kicked off, right? So with the iPhone 3s and iPhone 3Gs coming out and people creating apps um, and everybody sort of starting to Google, what the hell is an app? And, And truly building... Uh, From there on, you know, uh, digitization just took off and went in a completely different direction. So that's where I was super fortunate to be on the print media side because that was the first industry that got disrupted. Uh, Several innovation from a user experience perspective or from an advertising perspective or publishing to a different form factor, uh, etc., um, really built my career over there. From there on, uh, again, New Zealand is beautiful, uh, but we are four and a half million people only, so I wanted to take my career to uh, a larger audience pool, so I decided to come over to U.S. Again, fantastic opportunity, second phase of my career with TV media. This is the era of cord cutters and people moving into the digital streaming and innovation happening around the advertising technology and multi-channel publishing, et cetera, et cetera. So I was in the forefront of transforming Weather Channel and leading uh, the acquisition of Weather Digital with IBM. And then uh, moving on to CNN as well to truly uh, transform such an iconic brands uh, onto the digital side and grow uh, revenue and consumers. From there on... the The third industry is retail. That's when the retail was going through transformation. Again, fortunate enough to join uh, as an executive with Overstock, led the transformation to become Overstock to become profitable, and then from there on, took on the role with IKEA as a chief digital officer, um, growing the digital business and also keeping the profitability for a retail business. Um, And then, and then recently with Bed Bath and Beyond, and now. Uh, with pure red where uh, i'm the cpo and the cpo so we are um, a a true enterprise tech uh, one of a kind where we're offering marketing technology advertising and agency and creative services uh, truly becoming that one-stop shop for um, um enterprise marketing needs and being here and leading the product of the technology side is is awesome
0: wow that sounds phenomenal so you you have quite a journey congratulations on that
1: oh cheers I've been fortunate. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as you have seen, obviously, you very well mentioned, right? Everything's getting more and more digitalized, and you're trying every retail, not just retail, but every sector is trying to streamline processes, right, and procedures, uh, even the customer experience. So, mm-hmm. how how do you see consumer behavior changing with all of this, right? Obviously, there's a big, big change that's happening. Generations that were apprehensive on engaging mm-hmm. in the digital format, I think, now love it. Right, and they're part of the of the whole wave uh, so how do you see that consumer behavior changing in, in particularly in the retail industry in the recent years um, awesome
1: awesome uh, great question um, I've been at the forefront. Um, I saw uh, both from myself as a consumer how my behavior changed um, you know, pre-COVID, during COVID, and post-COVID as well. And even as a retailer and leading the digital uh, businesses and seeing how that how the transformation got accelerated from a consumer behavior perspective. Um, yes, we can talk about you know what happened on that side, but I'll sort of break it down into three components, right? So which led. To that change in a consumer behavior, mm-hmm. first one is around convenience. So we, as we started to, as human beings, we started to adopt to technology, and you know that fear of the usage of technology. When that got alleviated in in our mindset, uh, then we started to really enjoy technology, and technology got us convenience. So when, as a shopper, you know I'm I'm shopping uh, with any retailer now, all of a sudden I got free delivery. Now I got pickup in store, I got instant delivery, I got, you know, door services. So all of these things started to come in. I don't need to leave the comfort of my home to actually go and enjoy the product that I I wanna have in my house. Second is around options. Right. You know, back in the day, there was one organization or one retailer that you would always go and get your grocery from there, or you would always go and get a furniture from there. It was Ikea. You always went there. You always bought your furniture from Ikea. But now all of a sudden with digital, you have options as a customer. If I want to buy a coffee mug, I have 20 to twenty thousand different uh, people that I can actually purchase from, right? And, and yeah, not just sudden, organizations,
0: but you hit it—people, right? Yeah, Individuals yeah. are now having their own small business—one, one-person shop. True. Like I can sell
1: a coffee mug today, um, and I can become a competitor to a large retailer today. So all of a sudden, it has become. Uh, That options, you know, once you have the options, then you look for, you know, along with options and convenience, you look to get uh, everything at a right price. Speaking about price, then came the affordability. So because of this options, you see more and more retailers fight for the price. And us as consumers, we sort of changed our mindset from being brand savvy to truly being price savvy. Mm-hmm. And now if I want to buy a coffee mug, yes, I'll buy it. But I'll look for who's got the cheapest price. And then I'll look for the convenience. And then I'll choose a brand that I trust in that order to actually make a purchase. And of course, you know, we don't need to talk about finance here. But, you know, uh, pay now or so buy now, pay later and other credit services, et cetera, has continued to increase that profitability as well.
0: Oh, These yeah. are That's some of the eluding factors. Did we did see it in think- our general life too. Do you think because right, the consumer is now so so accustomed, as you very well said, to look for price, right, and to look for convenience, that we have let go quality?
1: I don't think so. I think I think um, you see I mean consumers are very vocal, um, and we are still in a consumer focused and consumer obsessed industry, especially on the retail side. Um, if you let go of the quality, you see that you've lost a customer right there, the repeat mm-hmm. purchase or the repeat behavior or or uh, a customer coming back for another purchase or another accessory, you've lost him or her for a long time. Um, yeah, you've seen many, many use cases where services failed, even though if you're offering cheaper prices, and you've seen customers say no to a brand and go with somebody else, because you're not offering it, I can actually get the same product from another retailer. So quality always remains paramount, uh, both from a product perspective and also from a service perspective to the customer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I think you're absolutely... Right. Right. And it's important for everybody out there, right? Especially a lot of entrepreneurs that you guys are trying to streamline your processes, right. And put your products out there. It's, it's not savvy to sacrifice quality, right. In any way, shape or form. And, and I think some folks are doing it. Some retailers are doing it. Unfortunately, you know, if, if you look at the quality of their products a couple of years back till today, but as you very well said, because of the gargantuous amount of options, right. And the pricing, if, once you lost the consumer is so expensive, than it used to be 10 years ago to acquire a customer, right? I uh, couldn't agree more. Tenfold, you know? Yes. It's super crazy. And so talking about consumer behavior, right? And obviously, how companies are trying to better streamline their processes. I know AI is a hot topic, right? Everybody's talking about it and they bring it up and chat GPT and so forth and so on. So how do you think retailers are going to leverage AI to truly improve the experience or if not to improve their processes and procedures in the back end to cost down the cost?
1: Awesome. Awesome question. So we already started a conversation. So let's continue that conversation and then I'll see how we can actually uh, uh, bring in AI. Right. So a new opportunity been created. We spoke about convenience. We spoke about you know free deliveries and I can actually shop from the comfort of my house or my living room, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I do that now with free delivery means the returns for the businesses goes up. We know that the average return rate on you know, digital business is roughly around 20 to 30%. And, and every time a customer is returning a product, that's actually hurting the bottom line at the retailer side. Mm-hmm. So many retailers are doing multiple different automation and optimization to reduce the return rate. So, this is where AI can come in and save and help the retailers to see, how can I tell a story better? Like simple use case, I'm not even going to the complicated one. Simple use cases around images to be presented in the right way for a customer to make the qualified decisions. Presenting the attributes, um, uh, product information, et cetera, that is readily digestible for a customer to actually uh, make that qualified decision as well and avoid the returns of the future. Tons of such opportunities, will help, help retailers massively. One of the biggest strategies, especially on the bottom line optimization side, you'll see many retailers going for uh, optimizing the return rate.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think supply chain, right, is the biggest opportunity, I think, for retailers today. I absolutely. Agree
1: more. As you said before, supply chain and marketing tech. Acquiring mm-hmm. a customer is not easy. So yeah. how are you going to build a brand loyalty? Um, you know, what are the different ways that you can identify your core segment of consumers and go and reach out to them without spending a lot more
0: and what what would you recommend as a good strategy right for for small businesses medium sized businesses that are, that are trying to accomplish this right but they're obviously in a very limited budget in order, and, and they don't know exactly where to put all their money, right? Should I put it on, on improving the quality of my product? Should I put it on supply chain? Or should I put it on marketing, right? And I think most of them always have that tendency to go to marketing right away because there's the belief if I get more exposure, I should get more engagement, right? Which is not necessarily true all the time. So from, from your experience and your perspective, what would you recommend folks out there to, to try to strategize and what should they put you know in priority? Um,
1: you should always build on your strength. Um, look at look at your product or your retail uh, operations and see where the strength is. I'll sort of, I'll sort of draw a parallel with um, my experience at IKEA. Mm-hmm. Um, at IKEA, we didn't have digital business uh, until 2019. So we opened up our website in 2019 and then our app in 2020. So within the two years, uh, we grew to become a $2 billion plus business just from the digital side. So we broke down again, I'm I'm oversimplifying it uh, for the sake of framework. So if you break it down by experience and services, IKEA's asset is experience. You walk into the store, you're not leaving the store under 90 minutes. Uh, because you are enticed and engaged with all the different content placement and product placement as well within the store. So, we replicated a similar um, uh, experience onto the digital side as well to continue with that storytelling and that engagement. Services is an area that we needed to invest. Um, in order to ensure that we are in par with the retailers in the US market. So we went ahead and started to work on our supply chain framework um, uh, partnerships with the transportation, especially with the furniture side, um, uh, partnerships with um, uh, software solutions uh, around warehouse and workflow management, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, to truly bring in that supply chain. So now when we look at the retail operations, we have the engagement side, and then we have the services side covered. So now I can actually bring in the customer and make the customer go through the end to end process without a lot of hurdles. So now that I've done that, I've actually created an environment to shop and uh, entertain the customer in the right way. And the customer leaves with a positive note and wanted to come back into Ikea store. I think that is the framework we took and then we opened up the floodgates uh, for marketing. Okay. Every every business is so different. So you need to play uh, on your strengths and, and figure out a way to grow with your strengths.
0: And, and as you see, obviously, right, the digital side growing, not just e-commerce, but even social media channels and outlets, mm-hmm. right, capability of, of being sales channels. Uh, how, how do you think the role of a physical store, right, of brick and mortar is going to change as that continues to grow?
1: I think us human beings, uh, we will always go to a brick and mortar store. Because uh, that is the only place where all of our six senses can actually put into action, mm-hmm. and and we enjoy that. Uh, we wanted to touch, and we wanted to feel, and we want to look um, before we make any purchase. So um, it will continue to happen, but research may happen digitally, or customers may go to the store, look at a product, and then complete the transaction digitally. So journey can start either ways, and journey can end either ways, but. Omni-channel experience is going to continue from a human being perspective. What that means from a physical business side, we learn on the digital side that engagement and personalization um, helps with a better conversion and retention and repeat visits as well. So that is something that we need to start seeing in the Mm -hmm. stores as well, Uh, whether that is driven by an associate in the store or whether that is driven. Uh, by the placement of products in the store, based on understanding who the customer is and how are we engaging with the customer. Second is around self-service. I mean, I will go to a grocery store today in, or an apparel store, stand in the line, but I'm twitching to actually go and check myself out via self-service. Tech adoption has become a normal process now. So we, what we will see more and more and more retail stores becoming modern and we will see more and more self service becoming part of the retail store as well. That modernization is going to continue over the next two to three, two to five uh, uh, years in the future. Third, stores should become a multi service provider. What I mean by that is we see digital business is struggling for profitability because of all the costs that we just spoke about around marketing, around supply chain, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, Now comes the transportation side. Can the stores ship products from the stores to reach to the customers? Can the stores be repurposed as a warehouse in the back and and have an opportunity to do the ship from store capability? All of a sudden you're talking driving profitability both to the stores and also to the digital environment.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and also the, 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 the quickness, right, to get that good to the consumer, right? So that that experience yeah. well grow. Yeah. And, and let me ask you something. As we're talking about, you know, consumer behaviors and how to engage customers, uh, one question I had, and, and uh, this just posed on me, is loyalty programs, right? I feel yeah. like at some degree, they were very effective, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody was doing it. But I feel like now every single retailer has that loyalty program. And as everybody spreads that loyalty program, it seems like the giving gets less and less, you know, it's like before you would spend thousand dollars and you would get 10 bucks, 10 bucks back. Right. And now it's like spend a thousand and get a dollar back. Right. Where do you, where do you see the loyalty programs kind of going? And do you think from a marketing standpoint, is the value that they used to have 10 years ago, the same as they can continue to have today?
1: Um, great, great question. Um, Yes, um, loyalty program has a huge value, especially for the business with the customers, Um, because you and I were just chatting earlier, right? Um, How are we building the loyalty with the customers? How can we be the brand of choice for the customer to think about when there is an intent of shopping? This is the brand that I should choose. What gives me an opportunity to communicate and talk to a customer on a regular basis so that the customer remembers me the next time that they want to go and purchase a product, simple thing. You know, I, I, when I was on the retailer side, I don't want the customer to go to Google, and then type in a product. Instead, come to my website or my mobile app, and then search for the product and then make a transaction. Because that is the loyalty effect, and that is the brand affinity that every retailer needs to get to. On the value prop side, yes, um, you know we all need it. Everybody. Now I'm speaking from a retailer side. You need an ability and a framework to actually talk to a customer because customer acquisition costs has skyrocketed digital channels uh, from an ability for a retailer to reach a customer has been fragmented as well. And technology costs have gone up. What is the easier way? You know, we know direct marketing is an easier way for us to reach to a customer loyalty um, gives us that ability um, and gives us the direct and marketing capability to actually reach to a customer and bring the customer, be part of the brand.
0: Absolutely. And I think one last question I would like to ask you, you know, yeah. and I always like to ask this of everybody if you had one piece of advice for all our audience out there, right, from all your years of experience, what would be the one piece of advice that you would recommend everybody to really focus on in order as they continue to grow either their business or their career?
1: I'll sort of I'll t- break it down. Um, into two different audience segments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one, um, um, executives and employees on the on the retail side, um, and then and then and then a second one, um, you know, budding uh, technologists who's out there uh, trying to see where the future is going and what I'm going to do, right? So mm-hmm. on the on the uh, executives or the retail side. We see two phenomena. One is there is heavy fragmentation of channels and heavy fragmentation of technology solutions as well, irrespective of whether it's the marketing side or supply chain side or anywhere. So that needs to be consolidated. Um, The defragmentation process, especially from a technology perspective, needs to happen because it is very difficult to move data because data is the foundation to deliver better communication to the customers. And with the fragmentation of tech, um, it is becoming difficult and difficult for many retailers out there to drive that content optimization with the customer. Um, Second uh, point. Um, again, um, to look at it look at it from uh, people who are looking to build a career within the uh, retail side, etc., there is going to be more investment in tech and tech people from retailers. It is inevitable because we just spoke about how the stores need to be modernized. We just spoke about how marketing framework needs to be modernized. We just spoke about how retail supply chain tech needs to be modernized as well. For all of those modernization, and Carlos, you asked me about AI. Who can do those things? You really need tech people to come in and and enable this. It doesn't mean that it should be software developers, but I think technology is inevitable. Um, everybody should embrace technology, um, and and uh, there's a lot to be done, not just within the retail space uh, across across the world. There's lots of innovations to be done
0: absolutely absolutely umesh thank you so much for your time and and thank you so much for your feedback you know and all the information you've shared with us and for everybody out there i mean umesh is an expert right and the team at pure red right you can only get more of this so if you guys are looking for support from a marketing service right in technology standpoint please definitely reach out to them we'll have their contact information here for you guys and thank you so much for reaching for viewing the retail corner podcast and umesh thank you so much for your time thank you so much and i had fun being here Thanks for having me again. Likewise. It was a pleasure. Everybody tune in for the Retail Corner podcast on our next episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.